Shadow Factories and We Evolve presents Tales from the Aletheian Society, Book 2, Chapter 1, For Whom the Bell Tolls. late, Lord Arthur. <sighs> I know, I know. It's just, things have been so hectic recently. I feel like I haven't had a minute to collect myself since this whole insanity began. Well, you're here now, sir. That's the important thing. Do you suppose anyone noticed? I reckon your absence has been noted, Lord Arthur. It's a fairly important affair, after all. Seems like anybody who's anybody is here to pay their respects. I always find these things a little macabre, don't you? I mean, is this how he would have wanted to be remembered in life? Stretched out on a table with a sheet over him, people eating cucumber sandwiches and drinking tea from china cups? I wouldn't care to speculate, sir. We uh, never really discuss such matters. Now, remind me, Coddleming, you weren't with us at the start of this, were you? No, Lord Arthur. I had accompanied Dr. Cadwallader to the meeting of the Northern Chapter Masters in... Leeds. This is what I'm reduced to. Even the sight of an open midden swarming with scurvy loiners brings a tear to my jaundiced eye. Ah, back in the bosom of Mother England, far from the pestilential jocks. Pasty and slope-browed though they may be, the northerner is at least superficially an Englishman. Very good, sir. I believe this is the Leeds chapter house up ahead, under the Church Institute. Back to the Stygian depths, eh? These affairs might feel a little grander if they weren't always cloistered away underground. Always thought it was rum for a society devoted to light to spend its time burrowing away underground like moles. Well, we all have our secrets, don't we, sir? Uh, Yes, indeed. Well, here we are then. Brace yourself, Godalming. We're about to meet the most odious individual ever to grace society's ranks. Welcome, one and all. In you come. I'm Professor Jones of the Aberystwyth chapter, and I'm organising the Northern AGM this year for my sins. Ah, Dr Cadwallader, is that you? I heard you was promoted to the chapter master. Glasgow, is it? Never mind, eh? Still just a doctor, I see, then. Not made it to professor yet. You're not a real professor. There's no such thing as the invisible college. What? You don't believe in things unless you can see them, is it? What about air? You can't see that. Do you believe in air, Dr Cadwallader? (laughs) Damn your eyes, woman. While you loll about passing yourself imaginary titles, I've been hard at work defending the world. And defending it from what, exactly? Buttered bacon? Looks like you've saved the world a few times over, eh? (laughs) Anyway, enough of all this fun. Get yourself inside and find a drink. Knowing you, I expect you'll be wanting more than just the one. 
let this one loose in the bar for a few hours and he'll be all, whose coat is this jacket? By lunchtime, eh? Lord, I loathe that woman. I could do with more than a drink, I can tell you that. Yes, I'm terribly sorry about your Aunt Cressida confiscating the malaria kit, sir. Right then, the first seminar is about to begin, so if we can all please pay attention to the Grand Artificer's speech. Thank you. If we could have the first slide, please. Thank you. Now... The important thing to note here is the anticlockwise striations on the anterior beveling around the grand conjunction of these two runes. As I'm sure I don't need to remind any of you, this procedure should be done the under challenge the challenge here is to drink enough to stop any of this rot percolating into my brain, a Sisyphean task to which I intend to apply myself with red-blooded vigour. All right, so the situation's dire, but it's still better than a day trip with Aunt Cressy. Next slide, please. Blow our ash! I must say, darling, I've never noticed you having bad posture until Cressida pointed it out. But you're doing a jolly excellent job with those books. You nearly had them that time. What way do you care what that fusty old biddy says anyway, Sophie? You're all ears and graces anywho. Nobody's going to notice if you're a wee bit humfit. I am, of course, thankful to Miss Cadavolida for pointing out a bad habit. One must struggle to address the defects in oneself before seeking to address those of others. I value the rigorous insight and support of an honest female colleague. And where am I? Men's stories. Lady Sophia, what on earth do you have in this valise? The porter here is almost stupid double, trying to get it to our carriage. If you've been carrying bags of this weight, it's no wonder you've become so grotesquely lopsided. Oh, uh, ladies sings, Miss Catvalida. Delicates and unmentionables. Unless your bloomers are made of cast iron, my girl. You're engaging in havers and fabrications. You there, porterfellow, dump out the contents now. No, you mustn't. No, my else. Well, my dear, seems I owe you an apology. This creature certainly seems to qualify as unmentionable. Banjo, what are you doing in my wife's baggage? And where are the... Ah! When I saw your luggage piled up in the hall, I knew you were planning to emigrate to America. And I decided to stow away and seek my fortune. I can read your fortune, Banjo. And it involves getting hoofed after a moving train. Now, now, Miss Gordon, we must take pity on this poor wayward soul. It is true the creator's hand must have slipped once or twice on the clay whilst fashioning him. But even those of more limited abilities are capable of serving the society. After all, look at Lord Arthur. Well, I don't think of myself as a role model for others, but... He has the look of atavistic, untamed nature about him. I shall take him on as my gilly. Am I getting a job? Yardy, you'll no regret this, missus. Who's about in advance in my first wages so I can spruce myself up? Oh, you're a cheeky wee rogue, aren't you, Mr. Benjo? I can see we're going to get on famously. Did my looks just give you? Or did that crabbit old witch just give somebody a compliment? And it was Banjo. 
If you have something to say, Miss Gordon, why don't you share it with the whole chapter? No, Miss, nothing. Good, because I want you all on your best behaviour when we call on Miss Balfour this afternoon. The ladies of the Unicorn Club are extremely particular about manners, and I won't have you showing me up with foul language and uncouth habits. You are pardon, Miss Cadwallader, but we know very little about this Unicorn Club. Does their presence explain the lack of an Edinburgh chapter? Indeed it does, Lady Rockstra. They are one of a number of organisations with which the Alethian Society has reciprocal treaties in order to help contain the threat represented by the satanic forces arrayed against us. There are other such groups, the Motley Mummers, the Esoteric Legion, and the Cambridge and Five Heads Cryptozoological Society, to name but a few. Are they all virgins? Is, is that why it's called the Unicorn Club? Lord Arthur! How dare you speculate on the virtue of such a group of distinguished gentle ladies? Get your mind out of the gutter, boy. I'm terribly sorry. I'm sure they've had lots of rumpy pumpy. Just please stop shouting at me. Arthur! And what way is it we're all going to Edinburgh anyway? Edinburgh? So we're not going to America then? Banjo, what train was it did you think took you to New York? I mean, you know it's across the ocean. I just thought we were taking a long way around. Like you on the uh, Orient Express. Oh, Mr Benjo, your humour is simply wicked. Very droll. I remember reading about some of these agreements, yes. But hold a moment. If we are entering their domain, do we not by charter have to make a formal presentation to their officers? Hmm. Only one of you actually bothered to read the training materials. Still... I doubt my shiftless nephew ever read anything more complicated than the label of a whiskey bottle. Some of you will have to go to the Regency and kowtow on behalf of the rest of us. I suggest Miss Gordon, since her class will leave her well used to seeing others as her social betters. And Lord Arthur, since he seems to have a spine composed of gutter perca in any case. Please, Miss Cadwallader, you're being most unfair. My husband has many fine qualities. I'm well aware of the shapeliness of his calves, Lady Roxborough. Gentle on the eye is one thing. A lifetime battling Satan's invisible world is another. I wouldn't get too attached to him if I were you. Too attached? He is my husband. Piffle, as if that means anything. Husbands are like dogs. Deserving of sentiment, but seldom arousing passion in anyone possessed of even a modicum of good sense. They don't last very long, and are quickly replaced by contacting the appropriate breeder. Aye, well, you've maybe got something there. I'm happy to just toddle along wherever I'm told, to be honest. Who's a good boy, then? Is it me? Yes, she can be a bit of an old battle-axe, Miss Cadwallader. Not always the easiest of travelling companions, but I'm sure you've had your share of run-ins with her. Oh, I've always been very careful to avoid her notice, sir. She doesn't tend to pay much attention to the retainers. Not like Sophie. She's got eyes like a hawk. We were barely off the train at Waverley when... There you go, Mrs C. Gently does it. Oh, thank you, Mr Banjo. What simply splendid manners. Anything for you, Mrs C. Oh, this is giving me the book. <gasps> Quickly, everybody, act natural. Pretend you haven't noticed. Hmm? Pretend we haven't noticed what? 
None of us know what you're talking about. Over there, getting off the Flying Scotsman from London. It's none other than William Westcott. Oh, aye. William Westcott. So it is. Small world, eh? William Westcott, the head of the Quator Coronati Masonic Research Group. He's on the watch lists. Is he a salesman? A salesman? He's a dangerous occultist. Oh, wait a moment. I thought those were lists of watches. But no, now that you say it out aloud, I see what it means. A list of people to watch out for. <laughs> yes, that does make much more sense. Shame, I was going to get you a jappy for your birthday. I have my suspicions as to who he might be here to see, but I shall keep them to myself for now. For the moment, we have neither the time nor the right to interfere with his presence here. It is an ill omen, however. Right, well, I'll take his lordship after this regency. Yous all go see Miss Balfour, and we'll meet up at the pub round the corner. We certainly shall not. I do not drink with dusty coalmen and oily engineers. The very idea. The tea shop on Coburn Street will suffice. Whatever. Fine. Look, here's a noddy coming new. Moan, Arthur, stick your hand out. <laughs> oh, big man! Stop pretending you can't see us! Aye, you were! Aye, you were! <laughs> right, that's us away then. See you later. Oh my word, look at all the Scots baronial. It is simply divine. I'd rather wish we got Edinburgh instead of Glasgow, you know. Edinburgh? This tune's so far up its own arse, you could roll it around like a wain's hoop. Doesn't it make your spirits lift to see all this wonderful architecture? Seat of the Scottish Enlightenment and all that? Enlightenment? In this place? All they're good for is filling your ears and emptying your poke. You'd get more sense out of banjo than these daft pricks swarring about in their natty tartans. Well, perhaps it is foolishness, but I choose to enjoy things in life that are beautiful, Miss Gordon. I think aesthetics is one of the very few harmless pleasures this world has to offer. Harmless? Who do you think paid for all this? Emptying out the healings, folks starved and beaten and sent half a world away for their families just so some fat bampot could build a stupid wee tower on top of his house. Careful, Jessie. You almost sound like one of those terrible Marxists. Where would you be if you went around toppling the establishment? I don't know. Where would I be? It's our sworn oath to protect British civilization, not to change it. Maybe. But it doesn't mean we can't wish for something better. <clears throat> ah, here we are then, shall we? Oh, welcome, welcome, most esteemed members of the Alethian Society. Welcome to the Regency. It grieves me greatly to say the Regent isn't here at the moment. I know she'll be sorely vexed to have missed your visit. Where are my manners? I'm the Laird Morningside. I function as the Privy Councillor to the Regent. Privy? You clean out the cludgy. No, Jesse, it means private. He's like a confidential advisor to a king or queen. Yes, that's right. I advise the regent as she acts instead of our rightful king, Bonnie Prince Charlie. Bonnie Prince Charlie, more like. He's been dead for hundreds of years. Not even a century, actually. Lived to a ripe old age in Italy. And while his flesh may have withered, his spirit is very much alive. The ladies of the Unicorn Club carry forwards the sacred Stuart bloodline, 
waiting for the day that Scotland once more has her rightful monarch. Gosh, so you mean you're against old Vicky? I wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of her. I once saw her tear a guardsman's chacot in two with her bare hands after getting into an argument with Gladstone. No, sir, we do not recognise the rule of the Teutonic pretenders, although the regent has graciously decided to press her claim solely to the throne of Scotland. Your Queen Victoria is welcome to keep England and Ireland for herself. I suppose that seems sporting. You're basically asking for a consolation prize, then. Indeed. Now, I'm afraid we're all extremely busy today, what with the anointing and all. However, I'm sure our ladies can keep you entertained, so why don't you have a wee natter with them before leaving? I'm sure you'll have had your tea already. Here's Mrs Walkinshaw now. She can look after you. You're looking splendid this afternoon, Mrs. Walkinshaw. These are just some visitors from Glasgow. Dirty beasties! That's right, Mrs. Walkinshaw, from Glasgow. Mrs. Walkinshaw is one of the 17, the inner circle that guides the Unicorn Club. I'll leave you in her capable hands then. Toodles! Dirty, dirty beasties! Look at her. She's a hundred if she's a day. We'll no be getting any sense out of her. She's reached a venerable age, certainly. Would you like a cup of tea, Mrs Walkingshaw? Dirty beasties! You mind the old baggage. I'm going to have a poke about. Are you sure that's a good idea, Jessie? We are supposed to be here to pay our respects, not to rifle through their cupboards. Dirty, dirty beasties! Let's see what's behind here. Come on, Mrs. Walkinshaw. How about a nice sit down? <laughs> she's having a convulsion or something. God, she's trying to bite us. Pin her arms. I've got her. I've got her. I'll just use some of my swinging training and and, and... oh, oh, oh dear. What did you do, you great numpty? She's dead, isn't she? Oh no, Arthur. I'm sure she's about to get up and get lousy belting out walking in the zoo with her head on backwards. Of course she's dead. That's what happens when a six-foot posh boy chucks a wee granny that looks like she's made of dried twigs and turkey wattle. Oh God, what have I done? I've ruined everything. Calm down. Nobody's around. I see. We just make this look like an accident. You said it yourself. Heads on backwards. No, I shall just have to admit my guilt and suffer whatever punishment the Unicorn Club chooses to give me. It's no more than I deserve. Let's start by trying to get our head round the right way. Nice and gentle. Okay. Now her head's come off altogether. I'm no seeing us talking our way out of this. Eh. Eh. What? Nay, blood. She's practically dried out inside. Now, I'm not a medical man, but that does seem unusual. I concur with your diagnosis, Dr. Roxborough. Something's very wrong with this unicorn club. I say we hoof it out of here and try and find the others. If only we had Dr. Carwallader, he'd know just what to do. <sighs> Hod your wished. What's for you'll no go by you? 
They all bampot wouldn't he be looking after anyone but himself anyway. Remember to keep your hermetics tuned about What's the matter, Dr. Cadwallader? Not enjoying yourself? Would have thought you'd be loving all this, you being the hero of the hour and all. Heroes die, madam. Ergo, I ain't one. I dunno, Hieronymus. I've always found you to be quite the figure of a man. What's your game, Jones? Come to rake me over the coals again? Some further humiliation to heap on me? Nothing like that, Dr. Cadwallader. I just wanted to give you this. A key? What Pandora-like horror does this portend? I suppose that's a matter of perspective, isn't it, Doctor? It's my room key, and I'll be there presently. But I shan't be wearing much if you catch my drift. (coughs) Bloody Nora, I thought you hated me. I do hate you, Dr. Cadwallader. I find everything about you utterly loathsome. But luckily for you, I have a thing for bad boys. Five minutes. Room 18. Bring a bottle. (laughs) Yes, yes, madam, I believe I can assist you with that particular matter of society business. By Jove, who'd have thought it? Perhaps the good Lord in his infinite beneficence has seen fit to shine his mercy down on this poor sinner for once. Telegram for you, sir. It's your Aunt Cressida. You're to return to Edinburgh immediately. When's the next train to Edinburgh? Noon, sir. 18 minutes. Bring the carriage round and have it wait. I can do this. Tally-ho! We're running late now. We would have got there much sooner if we'd taken a cab instead of walking. And I still don't see why we needed to telegraph for Dr. Cadwallader. Wastrel and ne'er-do-well though he may be, he's a Cadwallader. It's our divinely ordained duty to crush the serpents of Satan beneath our heel. Given his druthers, he'd do little more than slake his wicked desires. It takes a firm hand to propel him towards his destiny. Why do you think I asked the Tribune to name him as chapter master in the first place? What? You were responsible for him being named chapter master? Well, of course. You can hardly have thought it was awarded on merit, child. It was evident that, left to his own devices, he'd simply pickle himself in sin. A fresh start, under my watchful eye, seemed just the ticket. This seems like a gross misuse of the society's resources. That, my dear, is because you never saw the alternative candidates. Ah, here we are at Margaret's house. The name here is not Alpha. A great mistake it was for her to marry that silly man with his silly lighthouses. She'll always be Margaret Balfour to me. Why are you going armed? I thought you said this woman was your friend and our ally? Well, truth to tell, I found her last communique a little unsettling. That's why I wanted the rest of you here as well. Why would you not tell us to prepare ourselves? We could be walking into a trap. Your chapter is woefully lax in its methods of going about things. One should begin each day on the presumption that you will be coming face to face with his Luciferic majesty and preparing accordingly. What was that? Check if the door is locked. I shall cover you. 
Margaret? Mm. Hello, Margaret. Are you all right? Uh... Margaret, is that you? Mm. There you are. <coughs> and you're eating Nelson. She's eating a cat. Well, I can assure you, Lady Roxburgh, this is not usual behaviour for Margaret. I can only assume she's taken leave of her senses. She'd never harm Nelson ordinarily. She dotes on the little brute. She looks like she might still be hungry. I'm getting the poker. Oh, I'm sure there's no need for that. I think I see the light of recognition in her eyes. The happy memories of our younger days, hands of Pope Joan, trips to the orchard on the old wagon, sharing biscuits. No, I was wrong. Time for you to have your biscuit, Margaret. enough, child. What in the hell was that? Not Margaret, anyway. At least, not anymore. <sighs> Watch out! There's something wrong with them! Sophie, are you alright? I am here, Arthur. We are a little shaken, but unharmed. Jings! You got one as well? Oh my god, you, you killed one too? Darling, do you know what this means? I'm off the hook for killing Mrs. Walkingshaw. We shall have to pray that my nephew makes haste. God blind me, what's all this nonsense? What are all these ass doing? I don't know, sir. But perhaps it'd be best to avoid the constabulary on account of your lack of trousers. Poppycock! No Englishman would let their eyes stray south of the waistband when held with a firm gaze and an unwavering voice. I'm going to find out what's going on. Very good, sir. I'll attend to the tickets. I say. You there, what's going on here? What's all the hullabaloo? Hey, oh, somebody's only gone and made off with train. Stolen a train? In England? Aye. And even stranger than that, it was a train what pulled the dead boxes. All them poor house dead bound for the anatomist's tables in Cambridge instead of the final reward. Maybe it was God himself pulled train up to heaven. Maybe so. God does seem terribly fond of corpses in my experience. Here, you do realise your knackers is swinging about? Nonsense, woman! This is England! Gentlemen don't go about half-naked. Er, no, I reckon not. Carry on then, old Bean. I've got the ticket, sir. Luckily, it wasn't our train that was taken, but it's knocked the schedule out. Apparently, it's only the latest of several corpse trains to go missing. I feel the chill wind of destiny across my nethers, Goroming. I don't like this one little bit. Who steals trains full of corpses?
Who's a good girl? Now let's try it again. I say the incident and then you nay. Got it? No, you wait until I say the words. Then you nay. Let's try it again. The Mmm. Too soon. You've got to let me finish. Go again. The incident. That's your cue, you daft cuddy. Shut it, you. What do you know about showmanship, eh? Nothing, because you're just a stupid nag. Oh, you're always bringing up your time in this circus. Lord, it over me just because you've got stage experience and I haven't. Well, I'm done with you. I'm no working with a prima donna like you anymore. Find yourself another partner, you ungrateful ungulate. Oh, you horrible little animal, you. The old clue factory. See if I can.